it's okay. You know I don't care. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to break it up into chunks. And we're going to look basically at some of the focal points that the author gives us to look to Jesus. To be not forgetful. To be encouraged. To be chastised. To be, and the last one is to be shaken. So, the more that I read this chapter, the more afraid I became. I was like, oh, I bit off way more than I can chew. I bit off way more than I can chew. It's way too intense for me. But I'm trusting that the Lord is going to speak to us something fresh today and something new. And something simple that we can apply to our lives. So let's start with prayer. Lord, we are your children. We are here to learn more about you. And we open this book and we ask that you would open our eyes. That you would help us to understand it. And that you would speak through Sharon and I today. That nothing we would say would come from man. That you would just use us as vessels to encourage the women today. We long to bring glory to your name. And so we ask you, we invite you to be in our midst. We ask for the power of your spirit just to touch us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, as many of us know, if you've been walking with the Lord for a while, these are such famous verses. The first few verses, the author, who many speculate to be Paul, are inc- he's encouraging us as we are running a race. So it's considered the race of our Christian life. And he says that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And if we look to the chapter before, just briefly, if you want to turn there, let your eyes go over some of the verses in chapter 11. He is encouraging us to press on and press into Jesus. And that's something I really want you to try and think about and focus on. How can we press on and press into Jesus? No matter what's happening in our lives. Because I don't know all of you. And I don't know what's going on in your heart. And I don't know where you are with the Lord. If you know the Lord at all. If you need to rededicate your life to Him. If you're a mature Christian and if you've been walking in His ways a long time. But there's something meaty in here for all of us. There's the milk, the meat, and the manna. Something that we can all grab onto. So, we see in chapter 11 a list, a long list of people who lived for the Lord. Right? Do you remember that chapter? Another famous chapter that I didn't want to look at. <laughs> the Hall of Faith. 
These people who made an impact in the day in which they lived. But the wonderful thing is, do you think that these people thought that they were going to leave an impact? They don't know. They don't know what's here. They don't know what we read about them. They were just common people living a common life and living for the Lord. And that made an impact. So scroll through the verses as I read a few of the things that they did. Just let your eyes scan the words. By faith, they continued. Per fede hanno continuato. By faith they obeyed. Per fede hanno obbedito. By faith they understood and offered. Per fede hanno compreso e offerto. By faith they prepared. Per fede hanno preparato. By faith they went. Per fede sono andati. By faith they waited. Per fede hanno aspettato. By faith they endured. E per fede hanno sopportato. And by faith they persevered. E per fede hanno perseverato. And there's a lot more that I didn't even list. E ce ne sono ancora molti di più che potrei elencare. And none of them did all of them. E nessuno di loro ha fatto tutte queste cose. One of them just waited. Magari uno di loro semplicemente aspettato. And they made it into this long list. E sono riusciti in un certo senso ad entrare in questa lista. I don't know for you, but I find that very encouraging. Non so voi, ma io lo trovo molto incoraggiante. The more we read this book and the more acquainted we become with the people in it, the more comfort it can bring to us that God can use anyone. These people had major issues. Liars. People who failed continually. People who were deceivers. People who mocked the Lord. People who made mistakes. People who questioned. How did they make it into this chapter? So that brings us to where we are in chapter 12. So we're going to start and we're going to read verse 1 and verse 2. Do you want to start? Anche noi dunque, essendo circondati da una tale nuvola di testimoni, deposto ogni peso e il peccato che ci sta sempre attorno allettandoci, Corriamo con perseveranza la gara che ci è posta davanti, tenendo gli occhi su Gesù, autore e compitore della nostra fede, il quale, per la gioia che gli era posta davanti, soffrì la croce, disprezzando il vituperio e si è posto a sedere alla destra del trono di Dio. Great. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, those who we just read about, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, you know, many people say, Many pastors and commentators would say that this great cloud of witnesses that's before us is is cheering us on. It's, it's a nice thought. But I don't really know what I think about that. I don't really know what I think about that. Honestly. Are they in heaven looking down on us? I don't know, but what he's referring to here is the setting of a race. He's trying to get our minds into that setting of the race track. And this great cloud of witnesses that has gone before us is that group that is in the stands 
in questo grande numero di testimoni che ci ha preceduto, che è lì in questo senso su, uh, sui, sugli spazi, sui panchile, seduti a fare il tipo per noi. Just amongst us. Lì in mezzo a noi. And so, like them, don't you long to bring pleasure to the Lord? Do you ever wonder if your life brings pleasure to the Lord? This is such practical advice for us in, in verse 1. It's something that you and I, we can do when we leave this room. What does it mean to apply the word to our life? Che cosa significa applicare la parola alla nostra vita? It means to practice it, right? Significa praticarla, metterla in pratica. I know that all of you probably know that. So che tutti voi sicuramente lo sapete. It's a lot harder to, to live out than it is to say it. Però è molto più difficile metterlo in pratica più che dirlo. So he says to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us. Lui dice di mettere da parte ogni peso ed ogni peccato che lì ci alletta. So yeah, you think, obviously, you can't really run with the sin. E ovviamente non possiamo correre con questo peccato. So that's a given. Quindi ovviamente questo è scontato. But every weight is kind of a gray area. What is every weight? Ma anche per quanto dice ogni peso è un po' come un'area quasi neutrale. Che cosa significa ogni peso? You know, we know that weight is a heaviness, it's a pressure, it's a burden. Noi sappiamo che il peso è questa oppressione, questa pesantezza. It doesn't necessarily have to be sinful. E non deve essere necessariamente peccaminoso. So I want you to try and think of at least one thing in your life that is a weight. Quindi voglio che pensiate almeno ad una cosa che nella vostra vita è un peso. And it can be a person, Può essere una persona, or an object, o un oggetto. Is something setting you back? Qualcosa che magari vi sta impedendo di andare avanti? Is something hindering you? Qualcosa che vi impedisce? Or tying you down? O vi um, scoraggia? Keeping you from running to the best of your ability. Now I have a really silly example. I found this show that I like to watch. It's so hard to find clean stuff. So Netflix was having this offer where the first month is free, blah, blah, blah. Quindi abbiamo avuto Netflix che per il primo mese era gratuito. So we tried it out and I found this show that it's clean and I really like it. Quindi abbiamo provato questo Netflix e ho trovato questo show televisivo che è davvero so pulito. So I'm a little addicted to it. Quindi sono diventata un po' dipendente. No. But at the end of the day when everything is done I like to turn it on. Ma alla fine della giornata quando ho fatto ogni cosa mi piace accendere. This is kind of a new thing for me because we haven't really had access you know, to this kind of stuff. Ed è un po' una cosa nuova per me perché fino ad ora non abbiamo avuto tanto accesso a questo tipo di cose. But it's just fun, it's mindless. Ma è divertente, diciamo, senza pensiero. You just sit there. Ti siedi lì. End of the day. And you don't have to worry about being exposed to things that you don't want to see. Alla fine della giornata non devi preoccuparti ad essere esposto a cose alle quali non vuoi essere esposto. But do you know what happens? I stay up late watching it. Però succede che poi resto alzata fino a tardi per guardarlo. And it, and it affects my tomorrow. Ed ha un effetto sul mio domani. I wake up grumpy. Mi sveglio, diciamo, un po'... I'm tired out, I'm short-tempered. Sono stanca, perdo facilmente la pazienza. Instead of one cup of tea, it takes two cups of tea. E invece di una tazza di tè ce ne voglio due. You know, and by midday, when things start to happen, I'm like crumbling. E poi quando a mezzogiorno le cose iniziano ad accadere, crollo. So, it's not sin, but it sets me back. Quindi non è peccato, però è qualcosa che, non, che mi trattiene, diciamo. It mi hinders me. Mi impedisce. And I notice a big difference. E ho notato questa grande differenza. So, there are so many things in our lives that ensnare us so easily. E ci sono tante cose nella nostra vita che ci allettano così facilmente. What is one thing that is ensnaring you right now? Qual è quella cosa che così facilmente vi sta allettando? Maybe it is sin. Magari è il peccato. Maybe it's just a weight. O magari è semplicemente un peso. To ensnare, the word that's used here, it means to catch or to trap. E qui la parola che viene usata per allentare è acchiappare, diciamo, intrappolare. And there's no escape. E non c'è ancora di fuga. So that's interesting too. E questo è anche interessante. So easily it gets us. 
so easily. It corners us and takes us captive. So we have to be careful. Have you ever heard of this dream that a woman had? It's kind of a popular illustration. I really like it. She had a dream that Jesus came back for the church. And everyone was being brought up into the clouds. And she could see her friends going up with the Lord. But she was moving a lot slower. And she couldn't understand what was going on. And then she looked down and her foot was tied to her furniture. And she knew exactly what that meant. It was like, for her, the Lord was telling her, these material possessions of yours, they're tying you down, they're distracting you, they're hindering you. And I feel like that sometimes as well. You just want to get the scissors or a knife and cut that rope. Don't you desire to have a heart that is looking to Jesus? Isn't that beautiful? Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I find myself longing for that. And longing for him in a deeper way. And longing for his glorious appearing. And you understand how Paul said, Oh, wretched man that I am. Like, who is going to deliver me from this body of death? Take me, Lord, take me. Just longing to know more of him. Forgetting the doubts. Forgetting the questions that are not answered yet. Forgetting the people around you that you always compare yourself to. Just more of Jesus. I know as parents we want our children to obey. Right? We have some parents in here. We want our children to do things to the best of their ability. Because we know that they can. Or maybe you don't have kids, but you remember this as a child. We've all been there. When we do things half-heartedly. Partially. It annoys me so much <laughs> when I see my kids doing things partially. Just because they're lazy or they don't want to do it, you almost feel like they owe it to you <laughs> after all that you do for them. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but... <laughs> But I feel that way sometimes. What if I partially cooked dinner? Here's your chicken. Uh, that half isn't cooked yet. Be careful. Partially wash the clothes. Partially listen. Actually, I do do that. <laughs> But isn't it pleasing to see them do the things to the best of their ability? It pleases us to see them endure and to press on. And when they show patience, when they actually show that they're listening to the things that we're teaching them, it's the same way for our Heavenly Father the same way we can bring him pleasure by the way that we live simply and we can 
we can tap into his blessings e possiamo uh, prendere le sue benedizioni just by believing in who he is semplicemente credendo in chi lui è semplice let's look at verses 3 through 6 vediamo le versetti 3 a 6 consider him lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls considerate lui almeno che non finché non diventiate stanchi nella vostra anima Consider him, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Considerate colui, considerate lui affinché non diveniate scoraggiati e stanchi nella vostra anima. In verse 5 it says you have forgotten. Nel versetto 5 dice avete dimenticato. That just really took hold of my heart when I read it. E questo davvero ha toccato il mio cuore quando l'ho letto. You have forgotten. Avete dimenticato. He's reminding them because they had forgotten. Lui ha dovuto ricordare loro perché avevano dimenticato. And when I read this, I needed to hear it too because I had forgotten. E quando ho letto questo anche io avevo bisogno di sentirlo perché anche io avevo dimenticato. The simple importance of looking to Jesus. L'importanza di guardare verso Gesù. Okay, I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 17. Andiamo in Isaia 17. And here we're going to look at what happens when we forget. E qui vediamo cosa accade quando dimentichiamo. It's verse 10. Versetto 10. Because you have forgotten the God of your salvation, and you have not been mindful of the rock of your stronghold, therefore you will plant pleasant plants, and you will set out foreign seedlings. In the day, you will make your plant grow, and in the morning, you will make your seed to flourish. But the harvest will be a heap of ruins in the day of grief and desperate sorrow. Poiché hai dimenticato il Dio della tua salvezza, e non ti sei ricordato della rocca della tua forza. Perciò hai piantato piantagioni e le hai innestate con ramoscelli stranieri. Il giorno che le piantasti, le circondasti con una siepe, e al mattino fai germogliare i tuoi semi. Ma il raccolto sarà un cumulo di rovine nel giorno di malattia e dolore incurabile. Is this not true? Non è questo vero? Look what happens when we forget. Guardate cosa accade quando dimentichiamo. Look what messes we make of our lives. Guardate che, che guai combiniamo nella nostra vita. When we decide that we want to do things our way, quando desideriamo di voler fare le cose a modo nostro, the harvest will be a heap of ruin. La raccolta sarà semplicemente un mucchio di rovine. And isn't it true that during this time, these times when we have this harvest, e non è vero che durante il periodo quando abbiamo quando c'è la raccolta, what happens? We begin to despair. Cosa accade? Noi iniziamo a disperarci. We begin to actually despise the correction of the Lord. E iniziamo davvero a non volere la correzione del Signore. In verse 10 of that Isaiah 17. It says that you have set out foreign seedlings. You have set out foreign seedlings. At the very end of verse 10. Nel versetto 10, sempre del capitolo 17, dice tu hai piantato piantagioni e le hai innestate con ramoscelli stranieri. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. That means we were sowing in fields that we weren't meant to be in. Questo significa che stavamo seminando in campi nei quali non dovevamo trovarci. So, what foreign seedlings have you set out? Quindi che tipo di seme hai seminato? That have caused you to go astray and take matters into your own hands and forget. Che ti ha portato a sbagliare strade e prendere i problemi nelle tue mani. Because what happens is finally when the Lord puts his finger on that sin, perché alla fine quando il Signore mette il suo dito su quel peccato, or that thing that needs to be removed, oppure su quella cosa che deve essere rimossa, it hurts, doesn't it? Fa male, it's uncomfortable. Non ci fa sentire nostro agio. But we need to be safe and comfortable, but we also need to be uncomfortable. Noi sì, è vero, dobbiamo sentirci sicuri, sentirci a nostro agio, ma a volte dobbiamo anche non sentirci a nostro agio. Isn't that true in our walks with the Lord? We need to feel stretched. We need to step out of our comfort zone. Non è vero così per quanto riguarda il nostro cammino con il Signore, dobbiamo fare un passo di fuori della nostra zona di conforto.
funny how we often ask people to tell us if they see us do something wrong. Have you ever thought about that before? We ask our friends, our husbands, we just want accountability. That's what we say. But then when they may tell us something we don't like to hear, it's easy to despise them and despise that word. But isn't that really what we want? That's why we ask for it in the first place. Don't we want to know when we're doing something wrong? Don't we want the Lord to say, that's not the right field for you. Come over here. You're planting in the wrong field and you're going to reap ruin. I think if we're honest with ourselves, that, that's what we want. And there's a proverb that says, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. And when you find a friend that can be open with you in that way, that's a special thing. So now, verse 10 through, verses 7 through 10, back in Hebrews, we're going to look at chastening. In verse 5, it actually says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, and don't be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Nel versetto 5 leggiamo, figlio mio, non disprezzare la correzione del Signore e non perderti d'animo quando sei da lui ripreso, perché il Signore corregge chi ama. Chastening is something that we, all of us in this room, have experienced. La correzione è qualcosa che con tutti noi, con cui tutti noi abbiamo avuto esperienza. In one way or another we've experienced it. Tutti noi in un modo o nell'altro l'abbiamo sperimentata. It means to be corrected, it means to be rebuked, it means to be disciplined. Significa essere corretti, ripresi, disciplinati. What happens after we're disciplined, normally? Che cosa accade, di solito, quando avviene tutto questo? With little kids, what, what normally happens? Che cosa accade con i bambini, di solito? They head down, hands down, abbassano la testa, abbassano le braccia, shuffling of the feet, iniziano magari a tirarsi, diciamo, con i piedi. Everything about the body is Tutto il corpo diciamo è lasciato un po' andare. The voice, la voce, testimony, è diciamo quasi sottovoce. We blame other people. Iniziamo a dare la colpa agli altri. We act the same exact way. E anche noi agiamo nella stessa maniera. But in verse 12, look at verse 12. Ma guardate il versetto 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down the feeble knees and make straight the paths for your feet. So that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. Perciò infrancate le mani cadenti e le ginocchia vacillanti, e fate dei sentieri diritti per i vostri piedi, affinché ciò che zoppa non divenga slogato, ma sia piuttosto risanato. He's trying to get our attention here. Mi sta cercando di tirare la nostra attenzione. Don't you need to hear that sometimes? Non abbiamo bisogno di sentire questo qualche volta. Quit it. Come on. Quit it. Like, stop it. Just come on. Lift up your hands. Praise the Lord. Make straight the path for your feet. Quit complaining. Quit complaining. I think we all need to hear that sometimes. We, we get so caught up in the fact that we were corrected that we forget that the chastising is a normal part of life. It, it says that if we endure the chastising, if we receive it, then we are actually his, his children. So if you're being corrected for something, be encouraged, because that means the Lord loves you. He knows that the correction and the correcting is necessary. He knows it and we know it. He's our father and we are his children. One day when my son was little, 
Un giorno quando mio figlio era piccolo, I was, you know, I had to thank him for something naughty that he did. Ho dovuto scolacciarlo per qualcosa che lui aveva fatto. And afterwards he, you know, afterwards he was sitting on the step and just waiting. E poco dopo era seduto sulle scale che aspettava. You know, we we did it in the right way. You know, after we did it, we would hug them and tell them, "Mommy loves you, but you just you made a bad choice, and there's always going to be consequences for those choices." Lo facevamo sempre in modo giusto. Dopo diciamo averlo scolacciato, andavamo da lui e dicevamo, "Mamma ti vuole bene, però quello che hai fatto porta delle conseguenze." So we had these steps in our house, and they would always sit on the bottom step until they could come up with a happy face. E quindi loro avevamo a casa nostra queste scale e si sedevano sempre sull'ultimo gradino fino a quando poi potevano uscire con le loro facce sorridenti. E anche un buon atteggiamento. E se non lo facevano, dovevano ritornare lì su quel gradino e poi potevano loro decidere quando alzarsi e venire fuori. But you know, as it breaks your heart to discipline your kids. Ma ti spezza il cuore dover disciplinare i tuoi figli. And afterwards I was just cleaning up the toys in the front room and I was like, oh, I'm a terrible mom. E poco dopo ero lì a pulire, diciamo, i giocattoli nella stanza e pensavo sono una mamma terribile. Just feeling really down and he came and he put his hand on my shoulder and he gave me a hug and he said, I feel a lot better now, mom. E lui è venuto da me però ha messo la sua mano sulla mia spalla and he said, I needed that. And I just thought, wow, he was so little but he could understand that he was getting out of control and he needed some boundaries around him. Lui era così piccolo, però aveva riuscito a comprendere che stava andando fuori controllo e aveva bisogno dei confini. This should be our response to the Lord too. Questa dovrebbe essere la nostra risposta verso il Signore. But if we stay in that state too long, we begin to despise him and as it says further on, a seed of bitterness is planted in our hearts. Ma se continuiamo a disprezzare la correzione, rimaniamo in questo stato, poi più avanti dice questo seme di amarezza verrà piantato nel nostro cuore. And we despise the grace of the Lord. That's what it says. E disprezziamo la grazia del Signore perché questo è quello che dice qui. Look at verse 10 though. Guardate il versetto 10. For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Costoro infatti ci corressero per pochi giorni, come sembrava loro bene, ma egli ci corregge per il nostro bene, affinché siamo partecipi della sua santità. This is speaking of our earthly fathers. Qui sta parlando dei nostri padri terreni. They, for their profit, disciplined us. Per il loro bene, loro ci hanno disciplinati. But our Lord God, he disciplines us for, for our own good. Ma il Signore nostro che lui ci disciplina per il nostro proprio bene. We have to learn as children to listen and obey because when we become adults in our relationship with him we have to listen and obey as well. E come bambini che dobbiamo ascoltare ed obbedire, dobbiamo fare la stessa cosa da adulti, ascoltare ed obbedire. So if this discipline allows us to become partakers of his holiness, partakers of his holiness. Quindi se questa correzione ci permette di essere partecipi della sua santità is that? All I can say is wow, wow, wow. E tutto ciò che posso dire è wow. We get to be partakers of his holiness. Possiamo essere partecipi della sua santità. Bring it on. <laughs> Let's go then. Chastise me. <laughs> what a sweet blessing to feel his comfort during those times. Che bello poter sentire la sua consolazione durante questi momenti. To be able to partake with him in our time of need. How sweet and precious is that? Do you remember that old hymn, Trust and Obey? Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Have you forgotten that God wants the best for you? Vi siete dimenticati che Dio vuole il meglio per voi. Now that doesn't mean that he wants you to have the best car and the best house and the best clothes. Questo non significa che lui vuole che voi abbiate la miglior casa, i miei vestiti, la miglior macchina. He wants the best for us. Lui vuole il meglio per noi. He doesn't want us to settle and he doesn't want us to compromise. Non vuole che diciamo mettiamo tenda da una parte oppure che ci compromettiamo. He wants a heart that's completely sold out for him. Lui vuole un cuore che è completamente dato a lui. And the thing about discipline, the thing about training, is that it takes time, right? E per quanto riguarda la correzione e l'addestramento, richiede tempo. 
It takes time to see the change and the improvement. Ci vuole tempo per vedere il miglioramento e il cambiamento. The more we practice, the better we become. Più pratichiamo, più miglioriamo. We fall and fail and we learn. Cadiamo, veniamo meno, impariamo. But you know what's happening during that time? Ma sapete cosa accade nel processo? We, in that time, we're building up a spiritual muscle memory. In quel momento noi stiamo uh, mettendo su muscoli spirituali. It becomes more natural to respond out of out of impulse in those spontaneous times. It it becomes more natural for us. Something interesting that Brian shared with us a little while ago when he was teaching is that when we're exercising, the muscle, it part of it actually dies. Parte dei muscoli in realtà muore. You know if you exercise a lot in the next few days you're really sore. Sapete che se fate tanto esercizio fisico nei giorni successivi the death to the muscle is taking place. Questo è perché il muscolo sta morendo. And something new is being strengthened. E qualcosa di nuovo viene fortificato. It's the same way for us spiritually. Ed è la stessa cosa per noi spiritualmente. So be just be discouraged. Be encouraged. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so go to Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Verse 9. Versetto 9. If you're wondering what's happening in your life, I, I do want you to be encouraged. I do want you to leave here with a little bit of extra hope. Isaiah 45, verse 9. Isaiah 45, versetto 9. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hand? Woe to him who says to his father, What are you begetting? Or to the woman, What have you brought forth? Guai a chi contende con chi l'ha formato, un frammento di base di terra con altri frammenti di base di terra. Dirà l'argilla a chi la forma, che fai? O dirà la tua opera, non hai mani? Guai a chi dice al padre, che cosa generi? E alla donna, che cosa partorisci? He knows what he's doing in your life. Lui sa cosa sta facendo nella tua vita. Even if it's a painful time. Anche se è un momento doloroso. Matthew 5:29. Matteo 5:29. You don't have to turn there, but it says, it is better for you. Lui dice, è meglio per voi. It is more profitable for you. Porta più profitto per voi. You can take that and place it in your life. Potete prendere questa frase e metterla nella vostra vita. I don't know what that's going to mean for you. Non so che quale significato avrà per voi. But I know that he knows what he's doing. Ma io so che lui sa quello che lui sta facendo. He knows that at this moment it's better for you to wait. Lui sa che per te adesso è meglio aspettare. It's better for you to to struggle through what you're going. Now, go back to Isaiah 28. In Isaiah 28. Verses 27 through 29. I just want you to see here how his instruction is so specific. Voglio che vediate come le sue istruzioni sono così specifiche. Okay, 27 and 28. For the black cumin is not threshed with the threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over the cumin, but the black cumin is beaten out with a stick, and the cumin with the rod. Bread flour must be ground, therefore he does not thresh it forever. Break it with his cartwheel, or crush it with his horsemen. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel, and is excellent in guidance. La neta non si tregga con la tredrice, né si fa passare sul comino la ruota del carro, ma la neta si batte con il bastone, il comino con la verga. Il frumento per il pane è schiacciato, tuttavia non lo si tregga sempre, ma vi si fanno passare sopra la ruota del carro e i cavalli, senza però schiacciarlo. Anche questo procede dall'interno degli eserciti, che è meraviglioso nel suo consiglio e grande in sapienza. Do you see here how wonderful he is? Vedete quanto meraviglioso lui è? How he doesn't use the wrong tools or instruments in your life. 
He's not going to cause damage. He's not going to harm you. He knows just what he's doing. And often his instruction is slow. And it's very specific and it's deep and it's thorough. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Precetto su precetto. He's not going to rush it just because you're uncomfortable. He's considered, he's concerned about the quality. He uses the right tools to get the work done. So let's be careful in our vulnerable state. Because we all know after we're chastised, we're vulnerable. It's easy to compare, to look at people's lives. And see the blessing. And see the grace when they don't deserve it. And we wonder why? Why them? We have to be careful to not let that seed of bitterness take root. Further on in Hebrews 12, we're not going to look at it now, but there's a story of Esau. Poor Esau, he didn't make it into Hebrews 11. He made it in this chapter. And it's not a good example. He lived a life that was ruled by selfish desires. And he saw the blessing upon his brother who didn't deserve it. And what happened? He despised the grace that was shown. He wasn't able to experience it. So we want to take that as well as a warning for us. Let's just get into that habit of looking to Jesus. Okay, we're almost finished. 28, um, 27 and 28 of Hebrews 12. So I just wanted to look at this now because we've looked at the forgetting We've looked at being reminded. We've looked at the chastising. So let's read 27 and 28. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. As of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Per questo ancora una volta sta ad indicare la rimozione delle cose scosse, come di cose che sono fatte, affinché rimangano quelle che non sono scosse. Perciò, ricevendo il regno che non può essere scosso, mostriamo gratitudine, mediante la quale serviamo Dio in modo accettevole, con riverenza e timore. This is a verse that really struck me as well a few years ago, the shaking. And I was listening to a song also by Paul Belosian, and he says everything that can be will be shaken. And I just love that idea of the Lord taking us like trees and just shaking us. Not to do harm to us. But that's something that we have to be prepared for. For that shaking to take place. So that only the good remains. Doesn't it feel good sometimes when you see the dogs? They just shake like... <laughs> Don't you just wish you could do that sometimes? <laughs> it seems so liberating. That's what the Lord is doing for us. We have to place our value in spiritual things. Because the truth is, is that in the end, it's all going to be burned away. The wood, the hay, the stubble, the material things, 
the only things that remain are the word of God people and God himself right? so those are the things that we need to be focusing on and living for just knowing him this morning we were talking to Joey the guy who just shared Pastor Joey and he said something that I loved just as Christians he said our greatest strength is our relationship with Jesus why do we neglect it so our greatest strength is our relationship with Jesus we don't have to read our Bibles every day we get to read our Bibles every day and I was talking to a little boy last night and he was telling me his Bible story he was so sweet and precious and I said he said Jesus is in heaven and I said is Jesus you know Jesus? because he's in my heart is he in your heart? yeah you know him? I said yeah he's my best friend shouldn't that be the way we see Jesus after all he will never disappoint us and he'll never fail so I just want to leave this time and encourage you to be encouraged So maybe it's a time of shaking and a time of chastisement for you. But it's the shaking off of things that don't belong in your life. Remember that he is for you and not against you. And I just want to close by exposing the enemy. <laughs> Isaiah 14 we get so encumbered with the things of this life we forget that there's a spiritual battle taking place around us and even just before coming here I just was struggling so much just depressed and just down and I was striving with my maker I was like why why am I like this (laughs) and my bible was open and it said woe to you who strive with your maker (laughs) of course I just started to cry (laughs) I needed to hear that I needed the Lord to tell me I know what I'm doing in your life and then later on I was reading about the fall of Lucifer and I thought I am going to expose you to those women I I hate the adversary I hate the devil just constantly on us constantly Revelation says that he stands before God day and night accusing us he wants you to live your life feeling guilty he wants you to live your life feeling condemned so let's read this verse and expose him for who he is he's going to come after me how you are fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning how you are cut down to the ground you who weaken the nations for you have said in your heart I will ascend into heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high 
Yet you shall be brought down to shale, to the lowest parts of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? I'm going to read that one more time for us in English, and if you can read that twice. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, and who did not open the house of his prisoners? Nel versetto 12, come mai sei caduto dal cielo, Lucifero, figlio dell'Aurora? Come mai sei stato gettato a terra, tu che atterravi le nazioni? Tu dicevi in cuor tuo, tu salirò al cielo, ti innalzerò al petrono e qui sopra le stelle di Dio, mi siederò sul monte dell'assemblea, nella parte estrema del nord. Salirò sulle parti più alte delle nubi, sarò simile all'Altissimo. Invece sarai precipitato nello Sheol, nelle profondità della fossa. Quelli che ti vedono ti guardano fisso, ti osservano attentamente e dicono che questo l'uomo che faceva tremare la terra, che scuoteva i regni. Leggiamo di nuovo il versetto 16. Quelli che ti vedono ti guardano fisso, ti osservano attentamente e dicono è questo l'uomo che faceva tremare la terra, che scuoteva i regni, che ridusse il mondo come un deserto e distrusse le sue città, e non lasciò mai andare liberi i suoi prigionieri? We have the, for- the victory. Noi abbiamo la vittoria. Have we forgotten? Ce ne siamo dimenticati. Yes, we've forgotten. Sì, l'abbiamo dimenticato. So let's just finish this Bible study remembering that we have the victory in Jesus Christ. Quindi terminiamo questo studio biblico ricordandoci il fatto che abbiamo la vittoria in Gesù Cristo. And let's look forward to that shaking. E aspettiamo con aspettazione questo essere scossi. And welcome the chastisement and correction when it comes. E diamo il benvenuto alla disciplina e alla correzione quando arriva. And I want to leave you with this one quote, an old quote. It's only, only one life, it will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. It's something to think about. It's old and it's recited often, but it's precious at the same time. Let's pray. Preghiamo. Lord, we thank you for your word. Signore, ti ringraziamo per la tua parola. We thank you for how it's alive and it, it, it applies to us today. E ti ringraziamo perché vive si applica a noi oggi. I want to pray specifically for anybody here who's struggling. Voglio pregarti in maniera specifica per coloro qui che stanno combattendo. Maybe just feeling depressed or shaken. Magari si sentono depressi o scossi. That they would feel the comfort of your spirit che possano sentire la consolazione del tuo spirito that they can feel your nearness that they can feel your nearness che possano sentire la tua vicinanza and that they could trust knowing that you are in control che possano avere fiducia del fatto che tu sei in controllo just to let go and let you do what you want to do e lasciare che tu faccia ciò che vuoi fare help us Lord to long for you aiutaci Signore a desiderare te help us to long for your appearance like Peter said, I, I can't just have a little part of you, Lord, all of me, take all of me. Help us to look to Jesus. And teach us that. Teach us what that means. Show us, Lord, the one thing today that is a weight for us. Open our eyes to it. Apri i nostri cuori. In Jesus' name we pray. Nel nome di Gesù. Amen. Amen. Amen.